What's going on, D3 Nation? For episode 10, we are releasing the D3 Nation Anthem, created by Kenny Sukic. Kenny's an up-and-coming singer and songwriter and multi-instrumentalist hailing from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, both as a solo musician and as the frontman of Burnt Locals. If you like what you hear, check out his website to learn more about Kenny at kennysukic.com. Enjoy the music. Here it is. Welcome to D3 Nation. Now don't you change the station. Oh Lord knows it has just begun. We're talking all the motivation from years of dedication. Discovering who's number one. The fight is never done. You gotta dig down inside for who you're destined to be. With your host, Gennaro and Anthony Welcome to D3 Nation Today's guest is one of the top media producers in the wrestling community Jeff Riccio Jeff competed at Rhode Island College After coming back from a serious neck injury The summer before his freshman year At Rick Jeff has been around wrestling his entire life and is still heavily involved with the sport thanks to his media company, Riccio Productions. Jeff is super talented and has put together some incredible graphic designs, highlight videos of wrestling and wrestlers at all levels. We are excited to share his story with you today. Jeff, thanks for joining the show today. Cool. Thanks for having me. No problem. Uh... You know, you're, you're a big name in the media world and wrestling, and uh, I think it's awesome that your roots come from Division Three wrestling. So definitely wanted to get you on once we kind of made this podcast and, and share your story. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get into your college experience, why don't we just start with uh, where you're originally from, where you grew up, and uh, your kind of athletics background. When did you get involved with the sport of wrestling? So I uh, actually started wrestling when I was around four and a half, five-ish. Um, we had, my family had moved down to uh, Lansdale, Pennsylvania. My dad had to move for work. And uh, Lansdale is sort of uh, in a very hot spot for wrestling. So there were like 200 kids on my youth wrestling team. My dad, has, my dad was a uh, wrestler. He was the first generation in my family. Uh, he had coached um, at Waltham High School in Massachusetts, where my family is initially from. And when he moved, like my brother, who's three and a half years older than me started. And of course I wanted to do it. I had no idea what it was. So I showed up and was like, okay, like, this is cool. Like I get to, you know, beat people up sort of like I had an older brother, so I'm used to rough housing and it just sort of um, grew from there. I just liked it. I, I, it, I was like the, the, the wrestler, but at, you know, when I was living in Pennsylvania, everyone at my school, there was like, you know, 40 kids on my team that wrestled. So, um, or in my grade. So I, I, there was tons of people around, but then my family moved back to Massachusetts. Um, I went to, uh, I'm from Lancaster, Massachusetts. That's where I grew up. That's where I currently live and not a very big sport, uh, in Massachusetts at the time. So we moved back when I was seven, I continued to wrestle, but like I was the only kid in my whole grade that did. Like no one knew really what it was. They all thought it, I was, you know, jumping off the ropes sort of thing. So 
from there, uh, I just continued it. I eventually got my friends involved, uh, wrestling and everything and, uh, wrestled all through high school. Um, I just loved it. I loved, it made me a better athlete in, um, in other sports. I liked football and it made me a really good football player. Um, you know, it, it taught me a lot about my physical health at such a young age, things that have carried on through, um, as an adult. And, uh, you know, it, as far as like how I did it in high school and stuff, my high school career was fun. You know, by then I had tons of friends on my team that, uh, that had wrestled and, um, I just really enjoyed the, the sport for what it was and, you know, what it did for me as a person um, way before I got involved to the level that I am at now. And I, I could, didn't really see that coming um, back then. And at, even at the time, I didn't really see myself uh, wrestling in college or anything like that. Um, for me, like the kids who wrestled in college were next level. They were the best of the best. You had to be insane to wrestle in college is what I was told. But, you know, I did. So I guess I'm a little insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all got a little, uh, definitely a little in- insanity in us for sure. And um, so it's funny. So originally you weren't playing on wrestling in college, but w- what, uh, what changed your mind there? Like uh, did Rhode Island College reach out to you or did you just start looking at the Division three schools in your area? Um, when I, I had a successful senior year in high school, I, I started to really take wrestling seriously. Um, you know, when I was, uh, like around my senior year in high school, and that sounds really late, but, uh, I had been wrestling since I was four. So when you've been wrestling for 14 years and you're not even old enough to drink, it's a lot. And I'm like, you know, I'm kind of sick of this. But then I kind of mentally matured and I, I started to really take it seriously. I didn't cut as much weight. And I was like, you know, I'm going to look into opportunities um, at the collegiate level. My, my brother went to WPI. He wrestled there before he got hurt. So I got to see what Division Three offered. And um, my high school coach wrestled at Norwich. So I, I knew some things about the Division Three um spectrum i'm from massachusetts so rhode island i was like all right well that's farther away but you know close enough where i'm sort of like a homebody as well so i looked into schools that had what i wanted to do as far as a profession and a career and from there i was like okay let me reach out to these schools let me check them out and i liked rhode island college um i liked the uh the, the the team atmosphere i liked a lot i like the campus there's a lot of things that i did that were really appealing to me so i'm like you know i'll give it i'll give it a shot you know um and we'll see what happens and i ended yeah. up having a pretty good successful uh, senior year so i'm like yeah, all right we'll give it a shot um unfortunately uh i had a pretty bad injury it was may of my senior year in um in high school where i ended up breaking my neck um in an off season, in an off season tournament of all things, just trying to, uh, you know, get as much mat time as I could going into my, like, I was like, Oh, I'm going to wrestle in college. I got to, you know, really step up my game, blah, blah, blah. And I'm in an off season tournament and I'm just in a scramble and I go in the air. Um, kind of my balance gets thrown off and my head lands off of the mat, like straight down. Um, and it ended up cracking my T1 vertebrae. 
which is the last uh, vertebrae in your neck, the first one in your back, so your thoracic cavity. And it kind of split it almost directly down the middle of really severe hairline fracture. And the, um, I, I didn't even know, I had a, um, a, a family friend who was cornering me who said, like, like, Jeff, take as much time as you need. Like, you know, that looked bad. And I'm like, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm like, whatever, you know. And I remember driving home after the tournament I couldn't turn my, my head. So I thought I'll just sore. But what had happened was there was so much swelling on the brake that again, I didn't even know it was broken that uh, it was putting all this pressure on my spinal cord causing like nerve damage and all sorts of things. Again, no idea. Found out a few months later what, what actually happened. So going into college, I had to, you know, tell my coach like this happened and I can't like basically be a part of the team, you know, and, you know, going into college, you have this team atmosphere where you think like, Oh, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to have teammates coming out. I'm going to have friends right away. But then like immediately I was sort of like an outsider because I was the kid who couldn't wrestle. I was the kid who had an injury, but that's actually how I initially got involved with, uh, with media was covering my college team. Yeah, that's awesome. So, like, when you were looking at Rhode Island College, like, did you know, like, you wanted to get into the media and graphics and photography and stuff like that, or did that kind of unfold after everything that just happened? Well, the, the photo and design stuff happened way down the line. Um, I was going to school for production. Like, I, I had studied it a little bit in high school. I liked it. I did some little film projects in high school, nothing big. But I really liked uh, – that aspect of things. I liked creating things. So I was like, all right, you know, uh, Ryan college had a great, uh, communications program. Um, and, uh, my, uh, college coach, uh, Jay Jones was actually a communications teacher. Um, so I was like, Oh, great. You know, this, this is a good fit. So I like going into school, like I had a background in that. So when okay. I had gotten hurt, um, you know, I told my coach, like, look, I'm, you know, I'm studying this. Like, how can I, help out the team like what can I do right. to sort of be a part of the team while still uh you know I'm I have to redshirt I have to take the year off um you know at that point I didn't even know if I'd be able to wrestle again but I still wanted yeah. to at least you know be a part of the people I had befriended yeah for sure and then uh so I mean you know it worked out the best way possible so just you know talk about that experience you know with Rhode Island College how you were progressing into that like the projects you uh, you did for the program. So uh, during the first year, um, I, couldn't, like, I couldn't get on the mat at all. Um, and we had a very, very, very good season. Um, we had a national champion. Mike Bonora was a senior returning All-American and went on to win nationals. So being a freshman, a very large freshman class, um, we ended up winning New England's, which is the regions now. So we ended up winning our conference. We have a national champion. We have two conference champions. It was pretty unbelievable to see such success out of the out of the out of the gate. And I have it uh, documented. All of it was captured on video because of what I was able to do. Um, my uh, coach Jones had access to great camera equipment, and he was able to get me some good gear to to use during the whole time. You know, my, um, my friends did really well. We got so close as the year went on. And once I was cleared to wrestle, once the, um, you know, when my injury, uh, when the swelling finally went down, I could compete. I was, you know, 
as soon as I got off the mat, I picked up the camera. So I wrestled uh, four years. I took a graduate year so I could continue and wrestle my senior year, get a fourth year. Mm-hmm. Th- that whole time I was covering the, the team when I wasn't competing and I was doing all the editing still. So like I was editing video of myself that like someone else would capture while I was, you know, on the mat. <laughs> so I, I, I liked it so much as a freshman that I didn't want to give that up even though I wanted to still compete. So it was a very unique experience. Um, I was certainly more known for that than my wrestling. Uh, I was an okay wrestler. <laughs> I, I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It's the best thing I'd never want to do again because it was so hard. Um, but it was a fantastic experience. Um, and I, I, I loved wrestling at Rhode Island College. Um, I love uh, being part of that. That whole experience was fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, just, you know, for them to take you in, you know, open arms still, you know, going through that injury and stuff, made the best mm-hmm. of both words. And now, you know, it, it's what you do professionally. So that's awesome. Yeah, it really, uh, I, you know, as I've studied it more and more, and like I said, I'm studying it in college. I'm, you know, practicing it like basically live while I'm uh um, uh, covering the team, you know, I learned a lot and I sort of like, I don't really know what I want to do with this, but I like this. I like whatever this is and whether there's a career or not with it. I know what I don't like. I don't like, you know, X, Y, and Z aspects of production. So I'm going to focus on what I do enjoy. And I learned a lot about that, you know, um, while I was covering the team. Cool. Mm. Very cool. So man, you had a pretty busy undergraduate year, uh, um, you know, from being a student athlete to f- coming back from that injury, but making the most of it. So what was it like starting, starting like your business during your undergraduate years? I mean, a lot of people don't do that. So just talk about that experience. Sure. So um, uh, a couple things happened uh, while I was training um, my junior and senior year, you know, uh, of college, I got in touch with uh, an old family friend who was an All-American at uh, Harvard University. And being from Massachusetts, Harvard's only about 40 minutes north of us. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll work out with you. I'll, I'll help you out. So I would go in um, a couple times a week and just get the crap kicked out of me um, by uh, my friend. His name's Dustin Denunzio. And uh, he was a two-time All-American at Harvard. And, uh, you know, to sort of thank him for helping me. I was like, Hey man, like, you know, I'm studying production. Do you have any video of you? Like, I'd love to make you a little highlight. And I, I did it for him and he loved it. And he's good friends with Jesse Jansen, who was a national champion for Harvard. Um, I believe in uh, 2004 mm-hmm. and he was getting inducted into a, um, a hall of fame, I believe in New York. And he reached out to me and he sent me just these boxes of tapes to go through. And he had uh, just footage, older footage of wrestling as well, like footage of John Smith and, and things like that. So I took some of the excess footage and I put together um, these different, you know, uh, compilation videos of great wrestlers um, just for fun. And um, a friend of mine, well, very good friend of mine now saw it. And he reached out and I had no idea who he was at the time and turned out he was uh, Kyle Dake's future manager. So his name's Nick Garone. 
he sees the videos that I make with this footage and was like, Hey, like, I want to do, you know, more stuff with you. Um, you know, what can you do? Can you do this? Can you do that? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like I can, you know, we talked about some projects to work on. So he helped me start my business um, and sort of lay the groundwork for as right now, my, my business, which is rookie of productions, just going over, uh, you know, how to make money off of what I do. So he, he helped a lot in that. And it was tough. You know, I started it when I was uh, really like a senior in college. Then I graduate. I come back as, as a graduate to uh, graduate to do my um, last year wrestling. And I'm basically doing my business full time, working with, you know, high schools or whatever, all wrestling stuff at this point. It's all wrestling stuff. Um, all production in that capacity. So it was really tough. Um, but as soon as my wrestling career ended, um, I was like full steam ahead. I had already so much momentum. Um, and when I moved home after college, I already had a, a lot of contacts, a lot of things set up, a lot of irons in the fire. And it just so happened that that was an Olympic year. So obviously there's a lot of momentum for the Olympic team. Um, you know, this was eight years ago, but you know, it sounds very long <laughs> but that was jordan burrow's uh first olympic appearance so yeah. he and varner win a lot of momentum um for team usa right. and you know i'm i'm involved in some capacity again my good friend nick um is able to get me in contact with some of these people i end up covering the beat the streets event in times square um Again, in the same, in the, it was almost the exact same thing I had been doing for my college team. It's just I was, instead of covering Division Three wrestling, Jordan Burroughs and Logan Stieber and Jared yeah. Frere were in front of right. me. Like All these like phenomenal, world-class people I had heard stories about were inches from me. Yeah. And for me, it was, it was really no different. It was the same stuff. Just the capacity of, of greatness, I guess, was, was, um, was so much higher. And then the Olympics happen, you know, again, doing some, doing some, uh, some stuff after that. Um, uh, I'm doing a little couple little projects here and there, but the biggest thing I think that really, I guess, good and bad affected my business was, uh, in February, in February of 2013, uh, the Olympics were dropped. I'm sorry, uh, from, uh, wrestling was dropped out of the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So when that happened, uh, USA Wrestling and the Committee for the Preservation of Olympic Wrestling, which was formed shortly after, really stepped up their media output. And because I sort of had my foot in the door with what I had done during the year, um, and uh, my friend Nick had a lot of contacts with USA Wrestling, we got involved almost right away. Um, so in May of 2013, he and I went to the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs to talk to the athletes about, you know, just their experience at the uh, OTC and more importantly, what losing the Olympics, you know, looked like for them as far as, you know, their futures and stuff. And we put together this documentary. Um, now we're going back to 2013. So streaming wasn't as prevalent as it is now. So yeah. these are all DVDs and yeah. it didn't really get the amount of views that 
he and I would have liked, but the contacts that we made and the people who did see it loved our, our end product. So the um, reputation I had in video uh, grew from there. Um, mm -hmm. They had me, USA Wrestling had me covering the World Team Trials of 2013. I went to Fargo. Um, we did Beat the Streets again. That was the year it was at the Grand Central Station. So I was just all over the place the summer of 2013, trying to do as many promotional pieces I could for USA Wrestling so they could shoot out to everyone, be like, be like, look, this is the support wrestling has. Like, look at this, look at that, look at how, you know, there's there's some women, there's Greco, there's there's like so, it's such a diverse uh, group of things. Like, this is why it's good. I did so many videos that summer. I interviewed so many people. I got to go to the United Nations when Iran and Russia visited and cover that whole press conference because of what had happened. Like, um, the political differences aside. Iran wanted the Olympics just as bad as we did. So yeah. seeing, um, you know, them in the United Nations was sort of groundbreaking, you know, in my life. And uh, I got to be a part of it. And from there, it was just, I made, made all these connections. And then they get the Olympics back in September. So sure. job, I guess, uh, I guess I did my job correctly. So I was pretty happy with that. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, it sounds like, so you, you feel like... The with your business, this was like your big breakthrough, like how you got onto the scene? Um, it was definitely the, the, the big jumping off point because at the end of some, the summer of 2013, I knew everybody in the, in the media wrestling world. Now, at this time, I'm doing 100% video. Okay. Um, there's no photos. There's no real posters or anything. There's a couple little things because I always like doing designs and stuff, but um, it was – all I, I do video highlights of all these different events. So I'm meeting, okay. you know, all the people through USA wrestling through Fro, uh, flow wrestling, you know, all the other photographers and media people at the end of the summer, I knew everybody and the athletes um, enjoyed what I was doing as well. You know, so they okay. were reposting this stuff. They got to sort of, you know, see me and know me in some capacity. Um, you know, I, I was a familiar face and they sort of were For able sure. to connect the dots. So, um, cool. yeah, I, I'd say not really a breakthrough, more of a, a definitely a jumping off point. Like that was, again, an unfortunate circumstance, you know, losing right. the Olympics, but we got it back and it really, um, propelled, you know, um, me to, to, to continue doing what I was doing. Yeah, for sure. So now with the Olympics, did you get to, uh, travel overseas as well, or did you just do everything? so far in state yeah everything was domestic um okay we did, we did have a, a couple ideas of me to go to various locations um uh i at the time i think the world cup was in iran okay. and they weren't allowed a, a lot of media people um mm -hmm. and i so i didn't go to that my friend justin did um but uh you know that was a big event um to show like the unification of the countries through wrestling um, for sure. One of the other things, uh, I, uh, the big one was the world team trials because there was a, uh, a lot of things. Um, nowadays they break it up like, okay, like Greco and yeah, yeah. men's freestyle, like everything, yeah. literally everything was in the two day period. So women's men's freestyle and Greco wow. were, yeah. And you had like every, every name in wrestling was there. 
yeah. from past Olympic champions to, you know, everybody, everybody was there. Um, that was in Oklahoma state. Um, so I didn't travel overseas. That came uh, a little later in my career. Okay, cool. And then you said like it was a springboard forward for you. Mm-hmm. So going from, you know, obviously you were just doing kind of more videos and highlight tapes and stuff like that. When did you get toward more photography and mm-hmm. graphic design and all that stuff? Yeah. Um, I always liked graphic stuff. I always liked creating posters and designs I just had a little bit of a background in Photoshop. I understood it really well. Um, Around 2013, I started doing some things, um, just messing around with with some designs. But I wanted to take my own photos. Um, uh, Tony Rotundo, who's a very prominent wrestling photographer, told me, like, Jeff, if you're going to do all these designs, you got to learn how to take your own pictures. You can't just be using other people's stuff. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, and he makes a very good point. So I, uh, I ended up renting um, equipment, renting, you know, photo equipment and learning how to take photos. So I just taught myself. And I spoke with a couple of um, people who ended up becoming good friends of mine. Um, and I was covering these events um, like the grapple at the garden, which is held in New, held in, uh, New York city. Yeah. Um, I was doing, I did video for it for a couple of years, but as, um, streaming services kind of came, uh, up and, and got more popular, um, people like me who were doing video had to deal with broadcasting rights. Like you right. can't just, you can't just have someone like some guy just go to an event and make a highlight of it. Like there are issues with that. So around 2015 is when I did the um, transition into photo and graphic stuff. Leading up to that, in the uh, summer of 2014, USA Wrestling hired me to cover the Open and the World Team Trials. But I had to follow strict guidelines as to what I could and could not release. Like, I had to wait a certain amount of days after the event before I could release my product. Right. And And then, like, other companies like a Flow Wrestling or a Track Wrestling or one of these other major wrestling corporations would buy the broadcast rights. So, despite the fact that I was covering for USA Wrestling, it didn't matter because they had sold the broadcasting rights. So I kind of like, I weighed the option. Like, look, I I still want to cover wrestling, but I don't want to have to deal with the legality of it all. So how do I do that? So I kind of taught myself the photo part of things. And I was like, okay, like, let's see where this goes. So at the world team trials in 2015, I had a video camera in one hand and a still photography camera in the other. And I did both. It was extremely difficult. But looking back on it, I'm glad I did. Because I was still technically, I was hired by USA to to do um, a highlight of that event. And then the photos were just icing on the cake. One thing with um, any of these, any media really in general, no one's going to say no to photos because everyone needs them for different publications and whatever. So um, after that event, I just kept studying photos, kept studying, you know, how to get better with that. And 
that was uh, 2015 was the year I covered my first Division Three and Division One NCAA's. So I had been to the U.S. Open, I had been to all um, the World Team Trials, but I hadn't covered a Nationals okay. uh, for college. So that was the first year that I did that, and just I just continued to learn and uh, you know I kind of decided that this was the best step for me. It ended up yeah. working out really well because with the Olympics in 2016. NBC owns the rights to that. So there is zero video at the Olympic trials. There's nothing. No one can do anything. So with me doing still photography almost exclusively for these events now, you know, I was still, I was, I was allowed to cover it. I did. And from there on, it's sort of just, well, I, I was the poster and the uh, photo guy. And yeah. that's sort of turned into mostly being the poster guy. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, it's funny. It's funny you say that because uh, this is this goes back uh, two years now. But actually, the main poster, when you walk in the Waynesburg University uh, gym field house, uh, is our first national champ, D3 national champ. We actually used your graphic uh, and we blew it up. It's pretty sweet. I actually, oh, is that, um, that the one in Cleveland? Did he win at yeah. Cleveland? Oh, okay, I yeah. remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I tagged you in our post, but mm. – uh, uh, to give you photo credit, obviously, but yeah, <laughs> it was, uh, it was uh, pretty sweet. You know, we have the picture, uh, the, we blew it up pretty big and we actually were nervous at first cause we didn't know how much we can blow it up, but the, the graphic <laughs> design place did a pretty good job. It's pretty mm. big. And then we put the, his bracket right next to it. So cool. It's That's pretty awesome. cool. So, I mean, we took advantage of it. I'm sure, uh, you know, a lot of other schools take advantage of it. You know, we see your highlight tapes. The Johnson & Wales uh, work you do is mm. very, very impressive. So it's mm. all great stuff, man. Thanks. Um, yeah, the uh, the poster sort of came out of just doing it for fun. Um, I had done uh, – I, I want to say just messing around graphics in, like, 2015. And when 2016 came, USA Wrestling asked me if I could do the team posters – so they're like, you know, uh, could you come up with a design to do all the individual and team um, uh, members of the Olympics team in 2016? Oh, sweet. That's so, yeah, that was a that was a pretty big step because up until then, their um, team stuff didn't come out good. It was very generic, very run of the mill because they didn't have like a dedicated person to do it. Um, and that's what they were looking for. They were looking for one person to do it so they didn't have to worry about it. And what I told them is I'm going to do it anyway whether or not you want to hire me or not, I'm still going to do it because I like it. And yeah, you know, sure. where they're my photos, you know, I, I can do pretty much whatever I want with them and the yeah. athletes love it. So yeah, when I did the, uh, the stuff in 2016, you know, everyone loved that stuff. Um, that was a pretty big break breakthrough. And then when 2017 came around, you know, USA wrestling asked like, is this something you want to continue? So I did. So from 2016 on, I do all the posters for USA Wrestling's um, world and Olympic teams and uh, um, any like there's like additional events that I'll do like stuff for the open or for like camps or clinics they'll have. But that was yeah. a, that was a pretty big one. And same thing with the, when you mentioned the division three stuff, um, one of the reasons I, I even did the posters is because no one else was like, yeah. you see coverage of whatever sport mm -hmm. and most of it up until that point was so terrible. And it was like, I look back and was like, there's nothing, there's no great photos of uh, the national champ that Rhode Island college had my freshman. Yeah. 
There's no right. great photos of that. There's no great uh, posters of it. You know, so I'm like, none of that stuff's preserved. And it's not like we're going back 30 years. Like we're going back to the, you know, yeah. the 21st century. Right, so like, right. why was there no coverage of it? And then same thing with um, the Olympic stuff. It's like, God, like these athletes deserve better than this. And that's, yeah, I don't want to sound sure. condescending, but that, that's what no. my mindset was. And I oh, was like, cool. I wanted to make something that people liked and no one else was doing it. So what the hell? I mean, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll do it. And, and if people like it, great. If they don't, I'm going to still do it anyway. Um, yeah. And sure. uh, the athletes loved it. And that's what I kind of just do that all the time now. I, I really like creating the designs and the vision three, you know, I do posters for all the national champs. No one asked me to do it, but I'm going to do it anyway because yeah. I think they deserve it. And right. like to your um, to your wrestler's credit, you know, I didn't know that he was the first one in your uh, school history. So I'm glad that I did that. So, you know, his he and his family have that forever. Yep. Same thing. You mentioned Johnson and Wales. They had um, uh, their first national champion two years ago. Yeah. Um, same thing. And that's I think that's in the hallway of their athletics building as well. If I remember awesome. Correctly. So That's things cool. like yeah, things like that. I'm glad like, I'm able to do it because um, if like I didn't do it, it wouldn't get done, you know. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. sure. Um, yeah, so I think uh, at this rate, you know, everyone everyone's a big fan of your work, and it's amazing. You know, me and my brother are, and the wrestling world is. But I just like you to to talk about just give a little perspective, like how much actually goes into those designs, like how many pictures you have to go through, the time. Um, I think it would just be good for the casual fan to, to realize how much the media world works in that mm -hmm. regard. So uh, every photographer is different in the amount of photos they take. My good friend Justin Hawk will take more photos than I will in two events in, in an <laughs> afternoon. Like he, he takes a ton of photos. Um, I'll take like when, when I'm shooting um, photos, I'm, I know what I'm shooting for. Like, when I went to the final X last year, um, I know I'm taking pictures to make graphic designs. So I'll take certain, like, I'll, I need this look. I need the, 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 the wrestler to do this, whether they're walking away from me, coming towards me, it needs to be framed a certain way. I will go through probably, I would say 3,000 pictures a session Wow. So if you um, break that up and like, okay, let's say a final X is two sessions. So that's 6,000 6, pictures. That's about right. I'll usually take about 10,000 at like an NCAA. But that sounds like a lot, but realize that there is probably 10 pictures of one action sequence. It's like, okay, it's the guy, you know, dropping level, shooting in sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll just continually shoot, continually shoot until, and then I'll use one of those. So I'm, I'm going through a lot of stuff. Um, gotcha. When it comes to a design, uh, typically it really depends on, on what I'm doing as far as how long it'll take. So if I'm collaborating with anybody, if it's just me messing around, like, um, like when a wrestler retires, like we had a female wrestler retire um, yesterday. So I did a poster for her just, you know, to do it. Mm -hmm. And um, that took me about mm, two hours. But okay. if I'm collaborating with somebody, it mm -hmm. could take a week. Like I worked with uh, Jordan Burroughs in 2016. He wanted to do this big poster um, as a giveaway. 
And, you know, that was probably about all things considered about a 12 hour job between the back and forth, the re-edits, the, you know, what have you. Um, I recently did a, uh, a print to sell for charity during the, um, the pandemic that took about 10 hours as well. Cause there's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of um, fixing and stuff. So it can be anywhere from four to eight hours on average. And you're going through hundreds of photos, you know, occasionally I'll just have something in my head. I'll just be like, okay, this is what I want to make. I know how I'm going to do it. I know exactly what photo I'm going to use and I'm going to do it real quick and I'll bring up my tablet and just draw it out real quick and boom, done. Like during a, like a UFC fight, I'll go to my brothers and I'll just, I'll do it as they're fighting. So as soon as the fight's over, I can post it up. Um, but most of the time it's, it looked good in my head and now it looks terrible on you know my screen. So I got to do a little, some fixing there. So um, for the, uh, like a regular person, it's going to, you know, it's about a four to eight hour commitment every time I sit down, if I'm going to really do something. Wow. That's yeah. very, very impressive. I mean, I'm sure obviously a lot of patience has to go into that. And, um, but yeah, I mean, just, I mean, to throw those numbers out there, it's pretty, pretty eye opening for sure. So if you're, if you want to use Jeff, make sure you know what you want to make his life, <laughs> make his life a little easier. Yeah. Sometimes right. they do. Yeah. Sometimes people know, like I did a, a poster for Jordan Oliver a couple of weeks ago and he knew exactly what he wanted. He was like, get creative, but here's what it needs to have and blah, 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 blah. And boom, it was done. It was done, you know, in the night, in one night. And yeah. Stuff, like, st- yeah, stuff like that's pretty easy. But if I don't, and I like, I, I the, mo- the most frustrating thing is when I want to do a poster for something, like there's a, like a big event coming up and I can't think of how I want to do it. Cause one of the things I don't like doing is repeating myself. I don't like doing the same thing more than once. I don't like, okay, like uh, uh, I was doing a shoot for Adidas in February and um, I was talking with one of the athletes they have and he was like, oh yeah, you're the guy who does the USA Wrestling posters. And I'm like, yeah, he goes, oh yeah, I like the way you shape them. And I was like, oh, I don't want to be, I don't want to be like typecast. I don't want to be like the guy who uh, like is known for a certain look. I just want it to look good. I don't care how it looks as long as it looks good so right. um yeah it, it you know uh it, it's it's a process <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sound, sounds like it yeah for sure so you know you talk about all these you know awesome events mm-hmm. that you've been covering um would you have like a list that you like your like your top three or do you like just pretty much mm. any event you get the, your hands on you really enjoy uh, on a day on like a yearly basis um I love covering specific events um, all time. I would say the, the world championships in 2015, um, that was my first world championships and it was in the U S that's up that's, there. That's sweet. Um, the, the 2018 um, uh, championships in Budapest, Hungary, that was my first overseas event. And that was awesome because uh, we had, I saw Jaden Cox, Kyle Dake and David Taylor all win their first world championships. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, My, uh, I don't know if there's a, uh, probably the Olympic trials is up there in 2016. Um, It's hard to to really, you know, break it down. I love covering like the, um, 
the the U.S. Open is always fun because there are so many people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just there's so many so much talent. Any any beat the streets event is fantastic. The world championships are probably my favorite because of what's on the line. Yeah. Um, and the thing, the bittersweet thing is like for any trials, whether it's the final X or the Olympic trials, whatever, it's like, you know, if you have this fantastic athlete against this fantastic athlete, one of them's going to lose. Right. And, and you, you know, we've seen it this, this past year, a lot of people have retired because you know, this is an Olympic year and they were probably either like, Oh, I make the team or I retire. And you, you see that. And it's kind of like, it's kind of bittersweet. I do like, um, uh, the, the, the those trial events too, though, cause there's so mm-hmm. much on the line. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but I will, I'll put the division three nationals up there as one of my top events every year because cool. I love division three wrestling. I'm a division yeah. three wrestler. I love seeing, yeah. You know, uh, uh, and to be honest, it's it's great because at all, like at Division One Nationals, as much as everyone loves watching it, it's the hardest event for me to cover because there's mm-hmm. so many media people, okay, and and there's so many in the way people who are just like, what, get, yeah. get out of the way, like, what are you doing? Yeah, um, you know, because. Uh, schools or cities or whatever will send like teams of people to cover and there's just no room to come to 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 do this properly um but i like division three because you don't have that division three doesn't have the coverage um so i'm able to to, i got a lot more room yeah and i love doing it you know it's it's one of my favorite events every year for sure yeah um have you covered then? Uh, so you covered Division Three Nationals, level. You covered uh, Division One. Did you have you covered uh, D two NAI or JUCO? Any of any of those divisions? I haven't. The problem is okay. Division Two and Division Three are always on the same days. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm always going to pick Division Three over that. And yeah. Division Two is ve- usually very far away from where I live. Yeah, some of their point. Uh, some of the cities, like host cities they have, are definitely out there. Definitely yeah. different than. It was in Alabama last year. Yeah. Very far from me. Um, yeah. Same thing for NAIA. A lot of um, southern stuff. Um, again, uh, just a, a long ride. And yeah. I've, I haven't done any JUCO stuff yet. Um, okay. You know, who knows? But uh, typically, with again, my dedication to New England wrestling remains as well. So I'm covering yeah, New, England sure. res- New England wrestling all year. Um, I work a lot with uh, universities in New England with other things as well. So no doubt. Um, when I'm, you know, when I do the whole conference, like, you know, the two day conference tournament, then I have a week off, then it's division three, then division one, usually yeah. something after that. I don't really have a ton of time to be like, okay, like, where's this event? Where's that event? Correct. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. No, that's cool though. For sure. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so obviously, like you were just saying, a lot of New England connections, you probably mm-hmm. have a lot of teammates still in the area that coach, obviously Jay Jones still a coach at Rick and mm-hmm. one of your good friends, uh, Mike Sugarmeyer, who I know pretty well. We actually were at the leadership Academy uh, mm-hmm. down in Florida. So um, he's been doing a great job up Western New England. And I know you were down uh, in Roanoke shooting, just talk about, uh, you know, the it was a very uh, stressful match in, with John Boyle versus Jake Ashcraft. And mm-hmm. uh, just watching 
him in the corner and his athlete that just that that whole match and that experience so yeah that um watching mike take over that uh program and do what he's done with it for me it's like i expected that to happen because i knew the caliber of person that he was to take over that program and i was so glad when he finally did um uh, i was one of the first people he told i was so happy for him because i saw the potential you know with the people he would bring in Boyle was actually injured, I believe, the year that he, uh, his freshman year. Um, but, you know, Mike kept telling me about him, like, being like, this kid's legit, you know, and he's a Massachusetts kid. So it's like, you know, you know, he, he's going to be, you know, something to write home about. And when he did get healthy, yeah, he just kind of just storms his way to a, uh, a semifinals appearance in 2018, you mm-hmm. know, is the, is, he's Mike's first All-American. And then he, um, you know, makes it to the finals pretty dominantly and has that incredible match. And one of the cool things was you had um, uh, Coach Sugarmeyer, his uh, assistant coach, uh, Sullivan, and uh, Dwayne Dawson, who has uh, um, been a coach at Western New England and has helped out with that program. He's, he's a referee as well. And he was telling me, like, you know, make sure you get a shot of the three of us because this is, you know, the first nationals of all the years of coaching. It's the first nationals, like, he's been in a corner at. And I got this great shot of the three, and them, three of them just jumping in the air when, um, when Boyle won. Um, the way he did, too, was just incredible. And, um, yeah, it was awesome. It, it was great to see, you know, a friend do that. Really the pinnacle of sport is to take, uh, you know, nothing and turning into to greatness. And that's really what he did, you know, um, a program that was struggling. I mean, his first year, they didn't even have a single kid make it to the second day of conference tournament. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And they sent um, three kids to nationals this year. Mm-hmm. You know, they had an, a national champ last year, like yeah. in, in, a, in less than 10 years. So yeah, for sure. What's great is I'm, I'm, you know, because I'm able to cover that stuff, you know, he, he, and, you know, everyone's families have those, um, those memories, which is awesome. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. He, ha- mm-hmm. he has done an amazing job mm-hmm. at Western New England. I mean, you know, all three of those, you know, they could have, who knows if we had a tournament this year, they all were sitting in pretty good spots. They could have mm-hmm. three all Americans and springboarded them even further. So he's doing great things there for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Good deal. Well, uh, kind of wrap up here, Jeff, on, on mm-hmm. a fun topic. Uh, we follow you, you know, follow you on Instagram. And sometimes you, you like you said, you like messing around and collaborating and you have some superhero, mm-hmm. uh, superhero edits. And uh, my brother and I, and um, my family were b- really big into Marvel and the DC universe. And mm-hmm. just curious what your take is on a, you know, obviously Marvel has done a great job with the movies, but where, where do you stand in, in that comic world with that? Um, I'm a big Batman fan. I'm okay. a huge Batman fan. Uh, I love uh, the his uh, the comics that are written for him. Um, I like Marvel's movies. Their comics are okay. Um, there's a couple series that are great. I'm a much bigger DC guy than I am a Marvel guy. I like That's the Marvel. It. The Marvel movies are great. They did an awesome job. Great I like, job. I like some of the uh, the DC ones for sure. I'm a huge Batman fan. Any anytime Batman's in anything, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, for um, sure. <laughs> and I'm, I, yeah, I constantly am uh, reading Batman comics. <laughs> That's awesome. What do you What do you think about the new Batman? Then who they? Uh, are? Um, 
Oh, he's a fantastic actor. Um, I've seen him in a couple things that weren't uh, those horrible Twilight movies. So I'm glad <laughs> that they, he got the heck out of that because he's yeah. a great actor. And um, you know, if he's if they they get the right director, and I like that they're doing the um, the Snyder cut for um, the, uh, the the Justice, Justice League. League. Yeah, I yeah. can't wait to see that because I liked Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne. I thought it was different and uh i think ben's a great actor so that was pretty yeah cool for to sure see that. you know i've yeah. i think the original trilogy with christian bale though is mm-hmm. one of you know it got it definitely during a time got a lot of hype but still to this day even with all the marvel movies i think that trilogy can top any of those i think those yep. are really well done and good so they are fantastic movies yeah. and yeah so, they really are I, I yeah I'm, i like michael keaton as well as batman <laughs> I love yeah that. i love watching the old i mean I kind of turn my brain off if I watch anything with Jill Schumacher made with the, the, what are you, the one with Schwarzenegger and. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh when, yeah. When we were trying to forget about that. Yeah, <laughs> tr- exactly. But <laughs> I really, really enjoyed the, the Christopher Nolan stuff and the yeah, stuff that, that was um, good. Really Zack well Snyder done. did. Yeah. But so, we'll cool. see what happens with it. I, I, I hope that superhero stuff continues to be in the zeitgeist because I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We do, we do as well, for sure. Mm. It's awesome. Awesome, Jeff. Well, I I, uh, I really appreciate that you taking the time today to talk to us. Amazing story, and really hoping that um, things start opening up. You know, we're safe, and we you can get back to events and start doing what you love again. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to things normalizing and you know getting back out there. My, I hope I remember how to do it. It's been a while. So we'll <laughs> yeah, see. I think yeah, I think you'll be all right, man. Great having <laughs> you on the show. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a rating. The D3 Nation podcast is on seven platforms, so make sure you're tuning in. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at D3 Nation Podcast and on our anchor page, anchor.fm slash coachbonx2. We look forward to continuing to grow Division Three wrestling.